What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sweet and Sour Show. It is 2021. So, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year, Brian. Happy New Year, Michael. Happy New Year to everybody. Well, except for the Chinese. Wait, what? <laughs> Their New Year is on February 12th. Oh, I, you got that right. You got that right. February 12th, Chinese New Year. We're going to get that red pocket money. Yeah, but and Happy New Year, everybody. Trying to start off strong this year. And um, we have some cool things to talk about today. Yeah, with the new year. Today we're going to talk <laughs> new gear. <laughs> Sorry, that's that was my little. I, I'm very proud of writing new your new gear. Let's talk gear. That's he was, the topic. He, he was very proud of it. That's the topic for um, today's <laughs> episode. So with gear, right? What we want to talk about today is: Do you really need new expensive gear, or can you just do fine with what you have, or just less expensive gear? But today we're gonna talk about that and focus mainly on videography because that's what I specialize in, and that's what Brian does as well. Photography, I do very minimal, so we're gonna we're gonna just focus on video. Um, yeah. So talking about like expensive gear and like, do you need to get the biggest, baddest camera? Uh, have you seen that? Um, I, it's on YouTube where pro versus beginner. And, yes, and they I give have. like the beginner like red cameras, like thirty thousand dollars worth of equipment, and they give. The professional, um, like a three hundred dollar entry level, right? Camera. And then they they kind of compare, right? Yeah. So yeah, I've seen that. Most of the time, it proves that you know, gear isn't that it's important, but it's not the whole thing. Isn't isn't really too necessary? Like it, it's good to have, but there are more important things, which mm-hmm. we will get into. But to start out, yeah. I kind of want to talk about like how we. I guess started our career, started our creative, I guess, um, creativeness, um, with, uh, uh, like, where did you start? Yeah. Kind of like where, like how, how did we begin? Okay. What was your first, um, piece of equipment, a camera or. So when I started out, I had a, I actually had a T3i, Mm. but when I had a T3i, I barely used it. I just. I just wanted the, the, a DSLR. I never really played with it mm-hmm. until I got serious, maybe like, I'd say six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I switched to a 70D. Mm. And so the 70D was kind of where I started with my vlogs. I started with uh, a lot of my food videos and kind of how I started with doing professional work. Okay. Uh, for me, I remember like it was yesterday, it was a Nikon D40. Uh, Nikon. I bought because I started mostly. Anybody like, want Nikon? Because I was like, oh man, I want to be a street photographer. Like, because I was, I, go, I used to go to the Philippines every year. Yeah. And like, oh, like man, like I always see like cool, like little posts. Like, man, that could be me. Right. So I had, I bought a Nikon D40 off a friend in high school, uh, three hundred dollars, and nice. um, kit lens. <laughs> yeah. And like it just, um. And I felt like, oh man, I gotta if I buy this lens, this new lens, like I'm gonna be better. I ended up buying uh, like a zoom lens. Uh, I think it was like a eighteen to one hundred five or something. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like also when you're so such a beginner, you don't really know mm-hmm. like what's a good lens, right? You're just yeah. like, oh man, zoom lens, great. But then you're like, 
what is an aperture, yeah. right? What does f4 lens mean? What is f1.8, 1.2, whatever? You yeah. know, you just don't know. You just didn't know. I believe it was a 18 to 105 f4. And I had the kit lens that was like a variable aperture, which like I didn't understand. Yeah. Why? It's kind of like it was one of those where you zoom a little bit and then you don't get the f four. Yeah. You like it's like it, it shoots you up to like yeah. five point six. I couldn't understand like why like I wasn't getting the bokeh that everybody else was. Yeah. It's like oh like I don't need thousand dollar lenses, but like well in my mind I was like hey like if I buy more expensive gear, yeah, my stuff is gonna look like theirs. Right. And. That's false. No, <laughs> completely false. Completely false. So what? I don't know. When I when I started shooting, I really I shot in 1080, like the whole time because I'm like, oh, 1080, that's full HD. That's when I, I didn't know much about shooting. I, I was I just wanted to shoot, and I would slow footages down, not understanding frame rates. So when you slow down t- uh, 24 frames, it looks super choppy. Yeah. Like, cause, cause 24 is a natural frame rate, you know, for, for video. And so if you slow it down even more, you, it's not natural anymore. It's just going to be super choppy. So I didn't learn that I had to shoot in like 60 frames, right? 60 frames, I can get some good slow motion by trimming it down by 40%. Mm-hmm. And so back then, well, after I learned that, I will actually shoot 720, 60 a lot. And this was like three years ago. I was giving people 720 quality videos because that was what i had to work with and honestly it kind of it worked for at that time right no one really could tell the difference i was mixing in 1080 and 720 um and i was starting to learn like the right shots to get you know like finding the best angle finding like getting the right shots for the story and yeah it worked i just i just had to do with you know what what i had and i didn't have have any gimbals or anything I shot handheld. Uh, I barely had any lights. I had like a cheap LED panel, so that's how, I mean that's what I was working with to start out. Yeah, it's, uh, about the same for me. Uh, well, after the Nikon, I went like a few years in between, like, cause I always went in and out of like, oh, do I really like doing this? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like torture, like not torture, but like you know, just like growing pains of like being a creator. It's mm-hmm. just like. You know, I wasn't, I was making like, oh, $50 shooting a friend's like graduation photos that were like terrible. (laughs) But like, you know, like it is what it is. But you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, you start somewhere, but then like, I like stopped for a while, did some other things. And then a friend of mine picked up a Sony mirrorless camera and I was like, oh, let me check it out. Fell in love all over again. Bought an A6000 kit lens, hated it. And I was like, what am I doing here? I'm wasting money again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, like, you know, you start working at your craft again. Like, I had uh, the cheap $40 lights that I bought on Amazon that flicker. Uh, well, <laughs> like, flickers, on. Like, because, like, uh, like, it's like, because if you're, like, um, like, they're cheap quality lights. Oh, okay, I guess. So, you, like, guess it just yeah, shows off. Looks like, weird. Yeah, yeah, so it was Distorts wasn't, it and all. Um, <clears throat> but I think on the A6000 also, it was, like, 1080. Right. But, like, I was still shooting, um, like, handheld, like, no stabilizer. Um, yeah. Oh, it has steady shot in camera. Doesn't work for me because, right. like, yeah. You, you know what's, what's, what's crazy, though? My first paid gig was actually, like, at a friend's event 
she was like, oh, I'll give you 50 bucks, you know, just if you want to do it. I was like, sure, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's it's an experience. Like, I didn't, I was like, I'm not a professional, so I'll, I'll do it for you and, and see how it turns out. And I shot that video on a 50 millimeter 1.8 on a 70D, no lights, and it was kind of dark. So I boosted that ISO, and I shot the handheld. And looking back, of course, yeah, that, that video was not the greatest, but... I feel like the one improvement is also the editing mm-hmm. is how to cut a video together to make it look badass. Yeah. Because I took that video that I did and I re-edited it like three years, four years later and it looked way better, mm-hmm. right? Of course, quality is still kind of iffy, but it looked way better. It made more sense than, you know, when I started out. Yeah, uh, I guess, like, you know, just storytelling in general, like, just experience teaches you, like, you know, what shots to get. And, like, you already have, like, what you have in your mind, like, set up. Versus when I started, I would just, sometimes I just look at, like, the people I was with, like, oh, so what kind of shots you thinking of? Like, which is, like, (laughs) right? they're like, uh, I'm waiting for you to direct me. And I'm like. Well, I mean, I kind of ask my clients that, too. Like, mm-hmm. not not to have them tell me what to do, but more like, what are you thinking, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I can go in and get all the shots that I think look good. But if you're like, if we're shooting, a, let's say we're shooting an event, you know, and and they're like, oh, I, if they want, let's say, the, the photo booth or whatever, you know, like the shots of the photo booth, and we don't get it, then it's kind of like... You know, we didn't do our job, but that's why I kind of asked them, what are you thinking, right? What, what, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your thoughts? And then I kind of go from that and then get whatever I think would look good for the video. Yeah. Well, I'm, I was, I meant it more like in a confidence perspective of oh, like pulling yeah. up and you're oh, like, I got you. I got you. you're like kind of nervous. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, okay, well, put your hand like this. And it's like, you're not really sure. Yeah. But now like, I'm like, okay, like, hey, like. Oh yeah, I can, but now like you know you're more confident. But hey, like I usually tell people, put your hand like this if you like you know right. Like, you can like show your client like whatever. Right. But for now the you kind of just show up and you're just like yeah yeah I, I, I know what I'm doing. Not that I'm arrogant. Right. <laughs> but no 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 it's not an arrogant <laughs> it's, thing. Like, uh, but when I started, I get nervous every time I go on the job because I'm like oh my god what if I don't get the shots? Mm-hmm. What if I don't you know get it right? And then every time every single project that I finish. I have amazing video and I would tell myself like, why am I stressing myself out? Why am I worrying about if I get the shot or not? When every single time I do it, it ends up being, being really good. Yeah, for sure. I think also it comes with like, I guess experience and just really just shooting, like just keep on shooting. I I can't stress that enough to people when they, when I have people that talk to me and they're like, Oh, my, my sub don't look good, whatever. I'm just, I just tell them, you know, you just got to keep shooting it. Like, when I look back at my old videos, I cringe. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Same. But, I mean, <laughs> how else am I going to improve, right? If I just shoot one time and it's bad and I'm like, okay, let me just wait, like, six months and I'll shoot another one. Three years from now, it's still going to be the same bad quality because you only shot it four times instead of 400 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, one of the things that I always notice, because I follow like a lot of like photographers and different creators on social media, 
And when I browse through the comments, everybody is like, oh, what gear did you use? Oh, what settings did you use? Yeah. Right. And then I see a lot of people like some creators don't share that stuff mm-hmm. for whatever. Like, you know, that's they don't want to. Some do. But then what I've always realized, people stress like I can tell you all the settings. Mm-hmm. But if you're not in position to get the right shot, you're not in the right angle. It's not it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I shot. 1.8 like shutter speed one over 200 right this but like i can walk out there right now and shoot a shot and it look terrible and then you shoot it from a different angle different perspective and it's like oh my god that's amazing yeah you know like yeah so it's it's you can't really tell people how to shoot you can yeah. teach them like what to avoid right you what, can what, teach you like can teach like angles like teach angles but like just teach like like, when I talk to people about stuff, like, teaching them about, like, basics. Like, oh, hey, like, expose for the light in the background. Yeah. Not, like, you right. know, stuff like that. Like, okay, little things. Like, okay, they can understand and they can make their own adjustments. Right. Because everybody's style is, like, your art is your art. Right. Like. Everyone's a little different. Everyone yeah. has their own style. Like, you can be influenced by somebody. Like, oh, like, I really like Peter McKinnon's uh, style. I want to buy his you know, presets. Right. But, you know, you're not Peter McKinnon, bro. Like, yeah. you're not. Right. Like, you're going to have his preset, but the shot is yeah. not going to look like exactly. Peter McKinnon's so, like, shot. That, that, that goes into the whole, like, you know, g- the gear that you have. Like, oh, yeah. you can buy Peter McKinnon's camera, lenses, presets. Yeah. And, you know. Like, if I would have started out, this is, this is three, four years ago, and you gave me a, well, obviously, Sony, the A7S3 wasn't out like three, four years ago, but if you would have given me that camera and that was available back then, I still wouldn't have the same quality video. It would, I mean, obviously it would look nice because it'd be in 4K, right? Smooth, slow motion, but in terms of story, it's not going to be good. In terms of shots, it's not going to, it's not going to be the same, right? Because I feel like every single time that I edit a video, during the editing process, I would notice, hey, why did I do this? Hey, why didn't I do that? Why did I shoot, you know, let's say, why don't I shoot behind somebody? Why didn't I, I, you know, why didn't I use foreground or anything? You know, so I kind of noticed a lot of that during the editing process as well. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely about growth. You know, like, you have to be able to learn to expand and push yourself. Like, because I made the excuse before, like, I'm sure everybody kind of, a little bit it's like you know like i need a better camera yeah. and i need yeah. better lenses i'll take better photos yeah when it's you know subjective right. like will your photos look better with better gear yeah sure but if you don't have you know like if you don't go like have the experience and like to teach yourself a, like you know the right the basics yeah the basics like, it can be overexposed it can be exactly you don't want to be over here shooting an auto and yeah, JPEGs and <laughs> I am. That's nothing wrong with shooting JPEGs. Okay, okay. Uh, I shoot raw, but like, <laughs> that's nothing wrong with JPEGs. Uh, I'll, I'll admit sometimes I just. Well, it kind of, kind of like the same thing though. <laughs> you can shoot raw, but if someone nah. that really knows what they're doing shooting JPEG or even on an iPhone, mm-hmm. they could get probably a better shot, right? True. That goes back into does does it really matter what gear you have, right? You don't know how to take pictures. You can shoot with a with a you know 
freaking beast of a camera. Like, a, like honestly, I think the five D Mark IV for photo is amazing. I can give someone a beginner that camera with a you know fifty one point four, and I could go take a photo of an iPhone. I guarantee. I don't want to sound arrogant again, but I guarantee you, the picture will be better because I know somebody that I'm not trying to like talk not, down that, on that people. That sounds but, like a challenge. But hold on, it's hold on. <laughs> let me finish it. It's it's not their okay. This is just their hobby, right? They just do this for fun. But I know they have like amazing Sony camera. I think they have an A seven three, and they've taken photos and stuff like portraits. And I'm just like, dude, these are terrible. Like some photos are like out of focus, mm-hmm. you know. And not to dog on them or any, anything, but it's like, let's say that. But that kind of proves my point, right? You give someone an expensive, what? How much is A seven three? Two thousand dollars. It's two thousand dollar camera. If they don't know what they're doing and they don't practice their craft, it doesn't matter what camera you have. Exactly. Oh, so, so I heard I heard a little uh, when you said uh, sounds like a challenge. Yeah. So what, uh, what are we talking about, Brian? Yeah, because you said you weren't trying to be arrogant, but <laughs> I'm, I'm curious arrogant. to see. Um, you know, we can give somebody like, you know, uh, fi- uh what was it? Like a be- just give them a beginner camera. No, 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 no. Huh? Uh, you said Canon Mark. I mean, like, g- give them a, a, a professional, uh, like a really good camera. Okay, Mark Four. Yeah. Fifty one point four. Yeah. And you have a cell phone. Yeah. And you said you will outduel them. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll have videos though. Oh, I'm, videos. I'm, I'm a videographer. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, I'm not that great at photos. It's. Because so. uh, I feel like videos. No uh, video. Okay. I will set them up on my A7S3 on my RS2, and I will use my iPhone. I need, I, I need to do need a gimbal though. I, I, I want at least if we're gonna do gimbal versus gimbal, right? I need at least a uh, what it was that the DJI Osmo Mobile. Because I say that because editing is where this is gonna be one obviously. That too, yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, photos would be easier. You still gotta edit the photo. Yeah, that's different though. Like video editing and photo editing is. Nah, we can do video. We can do video. Let's do video. But we'll okay. figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that we'll, out. We'll uh, revisit that. We'll we'll plan out the logistics and we'll see if Michael can put his money where his mouth is. I'm not trying to be here yet, but I mean, <sighs> it's just a test, right? Let's make it like yeah. a. It's it's just a what what do you call it? like a, like a hypo 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 theory. <laughs> I, I clearly didn't know anything. <laughs> I didn't learn anything in school. <laughs> 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 Test out this theory. But anyway. Yeah. Um, we'll come back to that at a later date. We'll yeah. uh, plan out the logistics and we'll see what Michael is capable of. For sure. For sure. I'm down. I'm always down to, to practice my craft. For but, sure. Uh, yeah. So, I, you know, since we talked about gear and what we started out with, let's, let's see what we have right now right as professionals this is my third four four three four year in um you know so i started out like i said i started out with a t3i i moved on to a 70d that's when i started out being like a semi-pro moved on and got a 5d mark 4 and pretty much have been using the, the mark 4 for the longest and i recently purchased uh, the new sony a7s and as far as gimbal wise I went from handheld to the Moza Air to the DJI Ronin S to now the RS2 now I just want to really explain real quick why I upgraded even from a 5D Mark IV because that was a 
amazing camera itself, and I still love it to this day. But the reason I moved to the A7S three is because I wanted a mirrorless camera. My load was too very heavy. Um, the Mark IV was kind of big. Uh, I had a twenty four seventy on, and I just wanted a lighter load because I shoot a lot of stuff on a go. And A7S three obviously is lighter. It's mirrorless. And on top of that, it shoots 4K 60, it shoots 4K 120, 1080-120. Like, I'm a big slow motion guy, <laughs> so I love, like, shooting in slow motion. So that was one of the reasons why I switched to Sony. And uh, as far as gimbal-wise, I didn't really need to buy a new gimbal, but the RS2 just was so nice. I, just, I, I, was, I watched hundreds of videos on it, and I'm like, I have to get this. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, as far as new gear, didn't really need the RS2, but I, I, I had to do it. Uh, it's funny that the years that I've known Michael, he swore on his life <laughs> he would never switch to Sony because Sony, he hated it. No one needs to know I have a Canon <laughs> tattoo on my arm. <laughs> but That's how much he loved it. I used to be like, Michael, you need to try Sony, the video. It's different. See, no, listen, I would have bought the R5. The mirrorless, the Canon mirrorless, if they didn't market it so terribly and didn't make it so bad. Like, 8K, sure, it sounds great, but am I really shooting 8K? Because I don't have the computer to edit 8K, first of all. And second, I just feel like if I'm spending the, that same amount of money as I would on A7S three, why are there limitations on, oh, you can only shoot 15 minutes or uh, before it um, um, overheats, right? Mm. So, yeah, I still like Canon. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, leaving the Canon family. Because we had this <laughs> issue a few times where we would shoot like a wedding or a project together and he would, uh, I would get a bur like a bunch of texts like, oh man, the colors don't match. I have to color grade this. I mean, it does. I mean, it's, it's, it's facts. It's, it's facts. And he Canon would, colors do look a lot nicer though. That's, to be honest. That's for another day, sir. But, that's a fact. But I'm glad he switched. It's efficient. <laughs> it's efficient now because I have to spend the money and Brian doesn't. <laughs> that is true. That is also true. But the 5D Mark IV is for sale if anybody's listening and would like to buy a they 5D want, they, Mark IV. They don't want it, It's amazing. Everybody, if you're a photographer, too. Everybody's buying Sony, my guy. No. Sony's the future. Thank no. you. Can't no. story. Canon <laughs> is not dead. You're a little crazy to think that. But anyway, what about you, Brian? What what have you uh, you know, what do you have? For me personally, I, I haven't know you just got a new thing, so I haven't um upgraded as often as Michael. It's not that often. Uh well, it's not that often. He had a long list there. But No, T three I bought it when I started college, which was like two thousand nine. That was what, eleven years ago. Wait, no. Is it twelve? 11? I can't do math. 11 years, like, the 12 years. Jesus. <laughs> and, and if you remember, this guy's an accountant. Former accountant. Oh, that's why it's former accountant. <laughs> no, as an accountant, I had software. So, okay, I didn't need to do math on top of my head. I just put the number in. Okay? Accounting is not math. It's, I mean, it is math, but it's more of it's knowing more, where to code stuff. It's, it's more different. like what? Data input? I would I would say that and knowing like where to code stuff. Okay. But that's that's not this show is not the accounting okay. sweet and sour accounting project. But but uh but yeah, so like I said before I started 
Nikon, then got a mirrorless A6000. From there, um, 4K was like kind of like the hot topic at the moment when I was like, oh man, like I wish my camp, my 6000 could do a little bit more. Then I got the another crop sensor, A6500. Then when the A7 III came out full frame, I was like, you know what? Let me take a chance on this one because all the reviews, like, oh, it's the best bang for the buck full frame. I love it personally. Uh, and uh, for now, for me, it, it works great. Uh, obviously, A7 S3 is a dream, but since Michael has it, I can just like no, ask him to ask him to shoot it for me, and I just like. Maybe. Break them off a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't you just get new gear though? I uh, got a little bit. Uh, got a new uh, lens, Sigma sixty. I mean, twenty four seventy. Yeah, the same one Heart as Michael. Lens. Yeah, the same one as Michael. He he was a high. Uh, Oof, it's praise smooth. for it. It's smooth. I got it on the sale. And he showed he showed me a clip when he shot. I was like, oh my god, I gotta get it. It's nice. So. That and then I used to have uh, a gimbal, the Zhiyun Crane, like the first ever one, um, years ago, years ago. And then I got a Ronin S. But you had to get it though because it wasn't, it didn't fit your full frame. Yes, facts. Um, so it wasn't like me just wanting to upgrade for no reason. Brian, yeah. Brian actually yeah. needed something I needed that, to upgrade that it. can handle uh, his camera. <laughs> because I wasn't doing a lot of gimbal work. I was doing a lot of like tripod stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and if I did need a gimbal, like I had access to like, right. or, like borrow a friend's or whatever. But Yeah. But, and, and honestly, like not having a gimbal, it's not, it's not like... You can still shoot videos without mm -hmm. gimbal. I say this because I know people that do not use gimbals. They're a straight-up handheld shooters, or they use tripods. So it's mm -hmm. not a necessity. But for me personally, I shake all the time for absolutely no reason. And I don't do drugs. But <laughs> I just I just can't be stabilized. So yeah. I can't shoot a handheld that good. And I am not a big tripod person. So... That's why I shoot on a gimbal, and I shoot on it on almost every single shoot. So, it's it's just a lot easier for me, and I I just think it's more. It it makes my production like value higher. Yeah. So for a while, also another reason, uh, for the lack of gimbal, we were shooting a lot of one twenty frames a second. Um, just to kind of hide the not the, necessarily hide right. it but that was like the style we were going for yeah for like a little bit that's what we were right. feeling so i guess you can use that as an excuse of like oh yeah we're good for now yeah. but you know it's definitely something good to have in your bag if you can like you know budget for it because i feel like a lot of times it makes a difference um but that's another thing like learning to work with what you have and you know like Everybody's situation is different, but your gear builds over time. It's like, yeah, when you look at Michael, like, oh, I have this camera, this gimbal, the newest stuff. But like, like as Mar Michael just said, it's been 
10 years or whatever. Yeah. And it's not first. like I, I, I just keep buying stuff, right? I sold the T3i, I sold the 70D, I sold the lens that I had with the 70D. And, you know, it's it's not like I just buy stuff and hoard it. I, I kind of like, how would you say? Kinda, you you kinda grow with your, your grow with the experience, you know? Yeah. Like, and you switch it out. So, you know, it like, like I, I didn't even mention lenses. I have a lot of lenses too. Um, but it's, you kind of figure out what you need, right? Mm-hmm. As you shoot, because I have a 35 millimeter, a 50, 85, 24, 70 for my Canon. Mm-hmm. And I realized I use the 24, 70 a lot. I use the 50 really for interviews or for if I'm doing portraits. Um, uh, I rarely use the 35 or 85, 85 sometimes the 35 just kind of sits there. And, you know, sometimes I use the 7200 when I shoot weddings, but that I haven't purchased because I felt like I don't shoot it that much to where it's not a necessity to have. So I just rent it. Mm. Right. So it's not a problem. You don't have to own it. You can always rent it. Yes. And it's what I rent one for a wedding, which is like a hundred cost me 150 bucks for the weekend. And you can easily make that back easily. So, yeah, renting is definitely a good option. I've actually rented quite often these past couple months before I bought this 24 to 70 because I'm huge on primes. I have prime, like almost every prime I, <laughs> I can think of. Yeah, yeah. It's just, that was my preference before, but then like, I was like, oh, zooms, uh, like, you know, just to like. It's kind of like, you I mean, you just got to test out and see what's good for you. Right? Yeah. Some people's like, oh, prime's the best. Don't use zoom, but it's, it's real honestly, it's whatever you, you're comfortable with, whatever helps you make the best work i guess my style before was more like um i was going for more like sharp like sharpness in my shots yeah and what i've always like heard and felt throughout the time was primes give you the best sharpness this 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 while sometimes that's facts you showing me that 24 to 70 clip that you um had like i oh it just kind of like i'm always kind of like, oh that'd be nice to have yeah but the latest one i was like okay like minute position like you know um let's make it happen you know yeah i think the whole i guess the big picture is brian mm-hmm. and i both didn't start out with the most expensive gear the most you know flashy gear we we started from from just regular right regular cameras regular lenses mm-hmm. no gimbal so big picture is really is you don't need to start out with a7s3 you can you can start out your photography uh, career or, or videography with just whatever you have and just grow from that you know i know some some people don't even have any cameras they just rent yeah and they just do projects with a rental and Honestly, just keep doing that, and eventually you'll build your portfolio, you will build your name, and then you'll get clients, and then you can, you know, invest back into yourself. And, right, instead of renting, you, maybe you can buy your own camera after a few mm-hmm. shoots. So you don't necessarily need to have it, right? That's why I want kind of want people to understand, people that want to do videography or photography, and just, just to be like, you can do it. You can start it. Right? Just don't 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 be like oh I can't afford this camera so I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. No, that's not that's not absolute that's not true at all. 
I think people get caught up also in like the specs. Yeah. Like, the oh, specs. like, because when I started, it was like, oh man, look at this camera. It has all these megapixels. <laughs> oh, 40 megapixels. Right. Oh, 32 megapixels. That camera sucks because it only has 16 megapixels. Yeah. But in reality, it was like, do you really need, is that the important thing that you're right. looking at? Like, yeah. I think, um, cause there's a lot of, I guess a lot of factors mm-hmm. that go into making something great. Like let's say I have a seven S three right now and I'm like, Oh, I need another, I need another camera. I need a cinema camera. Right. But if you think about it, what about lighting? Right. Why don't you invest in, in lighting equipment? If you, maybe your videos is lacking better lighting. And so if you, you know, instead of buying the most new expensive camera, let's say I'm still using a 70D, mm-hmm. right? What if I invest in a really good light? Maybe, you know, that might make my shot look even better, right? So you got to look at a lot of different factors, right? Maybe editing, I need to edit better, right? It's not like because you're buying a new camera, you automatically be the greatest. Yeah, because in reality, if I like, just to touch back on the megapixel thing, <laughs> if you were to judge it off that this a seven S three only has 12 megapixels. Yeah. And versus the R four, I think it is now has like 42 R four. I mean, R six, a seven R four. Oh, you're talking about Sony. Yeah. Uh, oh, of course. Sony's. No, not for photos. Top, like top, honest, top, honestly top. though, for photos. I don't know. For okay. Video, okay. I'm not for saying me, can, uh, Sony is a, is a great video camera. I, I think Canon because of the history of being photo cameras they cool didn't science. invest as much, you know, into making the video part as good as Sony has. Mm-hmm. That's why Sony, that's why the A7S3 only has 12, because it focused a lot more on making the video mm-hmm. part. That's why pe- video people are switching, like me, because the video is a lot better. And like the R5, the photos are amazing. I have no photographers that bought the A7S3 and they sold it to get the R5 yeah. because they just need it for photos. They don't care about the video. Yeah. For sure. So, but yeah, just to touch on the specs, you know, like being too obsessed, like, like, oh, this lens is 1.8 versus 2.8. Like, you know, like save yourself a few dollars, learn, yeah, like, you know, practice your craft, like you can rent it. It's just, um, don't get so like, um, locked in on, oh man, like, I really need to buy this lens uh, now, but the lens, the current gear you have can easily get you to a different level. You know, just making excuses like, oh, if I buy this, like, we'll be better instantly. For sure. Like, you know? For sure. So. Yeah, so I guess, you know, like, like, like we said, the story, the shots are the most important Right, you're the gear is gonna help you, but you just have to improve your storytelling. You whether you're shooting an event, you're shooting a wedding, you're shooting an ad for a product, you need to tell a story. You need to write down, you know, what your plan is. You got to storyboard, right? And you got to improve storyboard. And how can you improve? You just gotta create. You just gotta keep doing it. If you are Somebody that wants to shoot for products. Let's say you're in love with Sprite and you want to shoot an ad for Sprite. Well, 
what you can do is just create at your home, right? Practice your craft. Just, you know, write down your ideas, how to tell the story, right? What's the story about Sprite, right? You, you can just shoot the can of Sprite, but what do you want people to know from it, right? So that's kind of how I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, for sure. Focusing on story, the concepts, like just like kind of like your own special creative direction in like, you know, we say it a lot, storytelling, Um, focusing on that and working with what you have and maximizing like all of it. But as using your gear every day is important, practice, practice, practice. So you know what your gear is capable of. Like you might not have the sharpest lens or the widest aperture, uh, but knowing your limits and taking advantage of you, you knowing your own gear will help you a lot in the long run. Well, that's a great point from uh, Brian, and uh, that's kind of what we have today. And I just want to reiterate one more time, don't be afraid to shoot because you don't have gear. If you're listening and you want to do this, just create, create, create every single day. But uh, that's it. That's all we got. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed this, go ahead and share this with your friends. Everyone, have a great day. See you next time.